The minute I started breaking the all-time record in record sales, I broke Elvis's record. I broke Beatles' record. The minute it became the all-time best-selling album in history and the Guinness Book of World Records, overnight they called me a freak. They called me a homosexual. They called me a child molester. They said I tried to bleach my skin. They made everything to turn the public against me. This is all complete, complete conspiracy. You have to know that. I know my race. I just look in the mirror. I know I'm black. Stephen Jackson face. It's popping, Playboy. A whole lot, man. Living good, living good. Feeling good, feeling great. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? Surprised your skin's not itching with your shower detergent. Uh, can we talk about that? Bruh, they sell Titan Dummy. For like the low low, I don't wear no off brand. Like I'm not buying that. <laughs> like they got like the big pump tide for like seventeen dollars. You ever been to the sketchy gas station that you like? You know what? Let me just get gas here to hold me over. Yeah, nah, nope. That's that dollar store detergent. That's nah, that is legit tide, legit downy. They have all, all the brand name stuff for the low low. I, I would love to check the pH balance tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sh- I'm a sh- well, I don't think I'm going there this. No, nah, I'm not going there this weekend. I usually go buy the stuff on a Saturday and then do my laundry on a Sunday morning, but that's been kind of like grueling on the body. That's so so I got to switch it up. So I'm going to do, I probably won't get a chance to do it this weekend because we have church Friday. So I'll just have to go get my detergent from Rite Aid. But next time I go to, to Family Dollar, Dollar Tree, I'm going to add you on my Insta joints and I'm going to show you that it's legit, legit tied, legit downing. They got all the good, good for the low, low. You're welcome, by the way. Every time I get detergent, I get it on sale. 
<laughs> whatever it costs, I buy two of them. So I stack up. <laughs> two? You stacked up on two? That must be nice. That must be nice. Y'all that have these bomb shelters with nothing but rows and rows and rows of food. Yeah, I want to, like, live down south somewhere where I can, like, coupon and come home with, like, a garage full of soap and deodorant and detergent for, like, $13. I think I want that life now. I want to be an old cat lady so bad. And not, not the old cat lady, but, you know what I mean, couponing is kind of cool. You removed that? I mean, you know, it's it, 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 I, it. I wouldn't go down down south, but somewhere where I can coupon, getting mad stuff for like ten dollars, like a lot of like it's six of us. You can <laughs> in New York. Nah, not like the Souths. Nah, I like the Souths. It's different. It's different, different. Whatever. Um. I'm not going to say we're going to start a little differently today, but some of you would expect me to be on here clowning LeBron, and I am going to, but I must give him his proper due respect first and say shout-outs to... Are you going to be one of those congratulations butt niggas? No. Okay. No. Not at all. Congrats, LeBron passing MJ on a scoring list. He's now... Seated number four. Um, you know the craziest part about that list? Carmelo sitting at number two. Mother effing Carmelo. Like when <laughs> we were watching it last night and Mel was asking, he's like, well, who's like, who's ahead of him? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm guessing off the top of my head, like Kareem, Wilt. Um, and I'm pretty sure Kobe's ahead of him. And then he's sitting at number four. And then the list popped up on TV. And I'm like, what? Carmelone. Carmelone is sitting at number two on the all-time scorers list? Bruh, like that bugged me out. Completely unbothered. How? Uh, John Stockton get on assist uh <laughs> passing it to nobody. He ain't the assist leader for nothing. That's crazy. That nigga it- got no rings. No, he got MVPs. I don't think he got MVPs. I like, don't think he has one MVP award, which one is crazy. MVP award all those years, like no rings, no MVPs. What he got an Olympic gold? Yes, dream team. Dream team, yeah. Carl Malone, like. And you know, Carl oh, don't wait. care about that. Levi wearing <laughs> <laughs> dirty mustache. <laughs> Nobody even cares, like, when they when when LeBron surpasses number two, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be nothing. It's like, the nigga sitting at number two was Carmelo, the mailman. Listen, mailman was getting buckets, which leads me to try to figure out why people don't put him in a conversation as one of the greatest power forwards. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Why not? He's number two on the list, scoring list. What does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) It doesn't mean anything. It didn't translate 
to championships and then translate to individual accolades. Like, you was just padding the stats, bruh. And you found yourself at number two after 20 years in the league. Congratulations. Carl Malone could have had more points if he played in today's league. I'm just going to put that out there. All of them niggas could have. You know what I hate? I hate when people do those cross-generational, oh, well, this person wouldn't have been able to play in this era. Yeah, I do too, kind of. But realistically, like, the game is much faster. It's way more possessions in today's. It's like 50 or something more possessions. Imagine um, Gary Payton trying to hold Kyrie. Mm. What's Scotty Pippen going to do with Kevin Durant? Yeah. The guys now are also way more athletic. Like, you had a, a few of them, like MJ, of course, um, Clyde Drexler, Dominique, like, but for them, like, Larry Bird, like, <laughs> he he, he would have been like Adam Morrison in today's league. Like, Bobby I don't think. Chicken. Yeah, I don't think he would have, he wouldn't have survived today. I don't think so. Pushak and Will and Russell's uh, era, he's giving them thirty or forty nightly. Mhm. Mhm. Easily. What I did think was interesting was that uh, three. Well, now three of the top uh, scorers are Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Laker fans, you can. Uh, Yo, they gotta that. be sick right now. Playoff mode's activated. Don't worry about it. Nah, they, they, they still got it. They making the playoffs? Nah, it's activated, though. He, he's zero yeah, dark 30. okay. You could tell that he's not activated playoff mode. He's, LeBron doesn't even care at this point. He's not playing in, in, in playoff mode. I haven't watched a lot of Laker games. Probably none at all. Maybe some of the Christmas game I think I watched. But I watched that game last night, like the first two quarters. Yo, that is not... That's not LeBron James basketball. My my son has been um, cursed. Uh, his mother's a Laker fan. His grandfather's a Laker fan. And his grandmother watches the Lakers because, obviously, Tiffany and her husband watch the Lakers. So he is in that parrot phase where he repeats everything. This thing is going to come to me the other night and say, the Lakers play tonight. I said, if you don't shut your behind up. <laughs> Do the Lakers play tonight? Let that nigga live and watch him a Laker game at eleven o'clock on the east on the east coast. You gonna talk That's about some, funny though? You talking about some play tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell, you can tell it's his grandmother's influence because she's the only one that talks at the screen like I would. But he watching the game the other day and he gonna go. Come on, Rondo. You didn't get in the basket. I'm like, all right, this nigga doing way too much. <laughs> this nigga doing way too much. Mad color commentary. <laughs> like, this nigga doing way too much. Do the Lakers play tonight? You got to break that. You want him to grow up a Laker fan? I've been trying to break that. It's his grandmother. He's attached to his grandmother. And if she, whatever she like, he going to like. But I'm trying to break that. I keep telling him Steph and Clay are his brothers, but he don't want to listen. <laughs> 
But yeah, the Lakers, they look terrible. They don't even look like a camaraderie. They don't look like they like each other. I felt bad for LeBron because that was a big moment for him last night. But he really had, like, for the first time, he had a bunch of teammates that aren't, like, he's not friends with them. Like, in Miami, he had, you know, he had D-Wade. When he went back to Cleveland, like, he was really close. He's really close with a lot of those guys, even to this day, like Tristan, Jr. Um, Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson, Kevin, like he's he's close with all of them. And he comes to the Lakers and he get this big moment. He's sitting on the bench crying. Nobody even like patted him on the back. He's <laughs> 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 sitting there crying like he had nobody on his team to share that moment with. I kind of it was like, damn, LeBron, my bad. I I felt bad for him in that moment. But, I'm not I'm not gonna turn this into a butt. Because I said I wouldn't do that, so I'm not going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay. So like there's a on... butt coming. No, 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 no. I'm. I'm <laughs> saying I'm gonna stay on the fact that it is a huge accomplishment for him to surpass Mike on a scoring list. Um, did you see Jordan's tweet? I did, but he's always. <laughs> he's always. It was like you could have just kept that to yourself, Mike. <laughs> I feel like Mike is at that stage now where he just congratulates just because he don't want to. He don't want to come off salty or old man get off my lawn. But oh man, I was like Mike, come on! Like ain't nobody screened this before you sent this out. <laughs> nobody wanted to add a word or two. It's like oh yeah, congratulations to LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, congrats to LeBron. That was a big moment for him. He was very emotional about it. His team sucks. He's not going to make the plays. It's going to be weird watching the playoffs without LeBron. I saw someone post, um, I don't want to hear it, Kobe Bryant won 65 games in a championship with the team that had Odom, um, what's Monica's husband's name, Um, Shannon Brown, uh, Gasol, um, and a whole bunch of other no names, but yeah, then they're, they're not letting LeBron uh, live this down. It's so weird because they were sitting at number four when he got injured. And you can't expect that he missed, what, 18 games? You can't expect him to, to have a winning record while he's out. But then that whole AD thing came, and I think that's what, that was the moment that they was like, Man, like this ain't it. Like this ain't it. Like I'm, I'm gonna die out here on the court for what to be traded, just be shipped out of town for Anthony Davis. I, I think that was genius on the um now fired Pelicans uh, GM yeah. for um putting that out there that he was taking Phillips because he pretty much uh like a, it was like a small little bomb that he implanted in teams that. Cause them to just break yeah. down the Celtics, the Lakers. Yeah, I mean it backfired on him ultimately because you know. Oh, for sure, it backfired. But yeah, uh, but what he did with the Lakers, that I I think that was the moment that I don't think it was so much the injury because they were still, you know, I think it was, they finished like nine and nine or so, like nine and eighteen or something, something weird like that. But that whole trade thing, that's what really did them over. And you could tell, like, these niggas are not, they are not cool. 
they're not cool. And it, sh- it shows on the court, and they're not giving any effort. Kuzma had to push LeBron. I was going to ask you if he was out. I was like, yeah, okay, Kuz. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's that nigga in the defensive play? Yo, get over there. <laughs> Lollygagging. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Got some cojones. Did you see that nigga uh, last night when he was, um, when he was going for the fast break? It was a three-on-one, and a nigga passed it to somebody else that wasn't LeBron. And LeBron yeah, was just LeBron like, was like, yo, bro, like, <laughs> trying to get buckets here. <laughs> in case you didn't know. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, if that was his boys, like, if that was Richard Jefferson and one of them, D-Wade, like, they would have been making sure Braun had the ball. Them niggas is like, oh, you're going to get your buckets whenever you get them. <laughs> like, only 13 points. <laughs> you score 27 at night. Like, you'll get it, nigga. Relax. <laughs> but I was like, bro, like, come on. Ball. <laughs> Oh, and he had the block, so and then he ran back. He's like, yo, you supposed to feed me on that anyway. Like, that was my defensive play that got us the ball. <laughs> that white nigga didn't have no clue. He was like, whatever, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I laughed so hard at that because I'm like, yo, fam. This nigga, like, legit, you said it. Like, niggas, they give him a pat on the back. Niggas, like, they just stopped it. What right. happened to Jack? How come Jack's not at the games no more? Yeah. Is he anti-LeBron? I don't know. But I noticed that he, him and the other guy that's usually right next to the scoring table, they haven't been at the games. Yeah, we got to look into that. And hopefully that doesn't mean that either one of them is sick. But just not. Like Alex Trebek. Come on, man. It's too early for um. All right, fine. I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. I got it. Prayers up for Alex, man. Stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll be back. All right. <clears throat> but yeah, prayers up. Um, Prayers up to Alex Trebek. Um, did you watch the latest episode of The Shop? I did. I We mentioned it last week and we didn't get into it, but um, do they really want us to believe that LeBron James is supposed to be this A&R, that they uh, A&R hip-hop historian that they keep pushing on us? I believe it. I'm glad you do because I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. If that's if that's the stance you take, <laughs> that you believe that he's an. A. I mean, I be- I believe that he did some <clears throat> level of aring, but it didn't really affect the outcome of the album. You know, that what nigga I mean? LeBron like, told like, oh yeah, this song is hot. Put that number two. Like okay, like sure, but you know what I'm saying? Like the song was hot. It was going on the album anyway. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. Like the uh, we released the album and then it'd be high and then we give them two more. We had two more in the tuck and we could deluxe it. Like, okay, nigga, like everybody do that. Fine, we can do that, LeBron. That's you ARing. Cool. You know what I mean? It's just like little things that, that go without saying that LeBron contributed and you know, they put the AR title on them. And that's that what I clip, 
he told Titty Boy, a.k.a. 2 Chains, yeah, you hit him with this regular version, and then it's not going to be an expected. You drop him with two more songs, and it's deluxe version. Uh, and 2 right. Chains is like, right, right. right. Like, nigga, like, you ain't invented deluxe. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, you want to... Sure, a- he A&R, you know, he gave us an idea that really wasn't an idea. It's something that, you know, people do regularly when they drop an album, and that's to drop a deluxe. Like, he was just, you know... Get, got a bunch of songs, 20 songs, and maybe five of them he didn't, you know, put on the album. Okay, you want to call that A&R and LeBron? Fine. Fine. But I don't really think he had any uh, musical creativity, you know what I mean? Like, nothing innovative to add to the project. It was really just, like, I don't think he's getting the features. I don't think he collected the beats. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't think he did any of any of that, which is what matters to the completion of the album and what makes the album hot or not. Like Chains was delivering, he got the features, producers made the beats, and you know, and we we have the project. Two James. LeBron contributed. We'll drop. We'll we got two more in the tuck, and we are gonna mm. deluxe it. Nigga, that's. <laughs> That is not NR. Oh, yo, take these two, take these two songs. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's the like, if they want to call that ANR, and okay, then LeBron did that. That's fine. But I don't think LeBron created this project, curated this project. You know what I mean? I don't think he did the work on, on that level, like ANR and as we know it. I feel like, and this is just me and my brain, because hey, once again, if you haven't met me, I overanalyze everything. Because Two Chains album is called Rap or Go to the League, it made sense to have LeBron a part of this marketing campaign. LeBron plays um, on his Instagram. He shows himself listening to music or whatever have you. He's a very polarizing figure who has a lot of attention because he might be the most popular athlete in the world. For sure. It all it only fits. Um, Two changes uh, agenda to have him a part of that because their album is called Rap or Go to the League. Who else to represent that than the almost a spokesperson for the league in LeBron James? That's how I look at it. I, yeah, I, like, because I don't think he would have put LeBron James on uh, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? So yeah, it was you know a little PR ploy. Uh, it, <laughs> Do you think he got more listeners out of this? Like, maybe not uh, hardcore hip-hop fans, you know, some little lily white folks that don't really listen to hip-hop, you know, but they saw him, 2 chains on, like, ESPN or something and saying that LeBron, you know, was behind this project. Do you think that got him, like, a million more streams? I don't know. Um, I can probably... He probably got some streams from it, but I don't know what the what that would equate to. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what that would equate to in terms of what he had before and what was the after effect because Two Chains always had an audience that supported his music. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. He always had an audience that supported his music. Um, I'm going to get to 2 Chainz's album in a second. Uh, but the other thing in the shop 
the conversation that um, I wanted to have just on the casual is when you make it, do you think you owe it to your family? No, you don't owe anybody anything. Like once you say thank you to me, if somebody gives you something and I say, and I say thank you, like I don't owe you anything. I've said thank you. Um, but if people have invested in you, like time, money, uh, you know, paying for your education or something, uh, buying you the, the equipment or whatever it is that's in your craft that you, that you need to hone your craft or whatever, um, there might be an obligation to, you know, thank them monetarily. You know what I mean? Um, for me, it's my mother, obviously, um, and my immediate family. If Mom Dukes, you make it tomorrow, and Mom Dukes says, hey, I need a brand new house. You buy the house. Oh, hey, I need a matching phantom. Oh, hey, I need, like... No, because, you know, my it's mother mom. or nobody in my life needs a phantom. But, <laughs> but you know, if she wants a house, then I will buy her a house. Like, of course she deserves that. Um, like, my brothers, like, I would, you know, I would hit them off, but I'm not buying these niggas no phantoms or rapes or nothing like that. Like, <laughs> you know, you want something for a house? I go I buy you a house and, you know, you get your own car. You put, put your, you know, whatever it is you're driving in your own driver. You know what I mean? Like, it won't be to an extreme, but I will like, you know, offer, I will offer some and then you, you can ask and you may not receive, but there has to be a limit because, you know, people will run you dry. They'll suck you dry. They'll take everything, you know, they keep asking and you keep giving, they'll keep asking and you'll keep giving. And after a while, you know, you're depleted. So there is a limit. You have to cut it off at some point. Like, can't go crazy with it. Like, I'm not going to give you $350,000 for you to go get a car. Like, that's ridiculous to me. Carl Michael said, like, he was joking about it, but he was like, my aunt, I like, I, I slept on your couch. That don't equate to me buying, <laughs> buying you a condo. Like, right. I, I slept on your couch. That, like, right. I, I think, um, you gotta have, you're, you got to have the circle around you that knows, all right, there's a line of defense. Um, like immediate family, y'all my immediate families. Of course, I'm going to look after y'all, but I need somebody to step in the line when so-and-so was like, oh, hey, remember me? I gave you $20. I, I helped no, you. I give you that 20 back. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, you can get the 20 back. Like that, but the, It ain't going to be nothing more than that. Like, especially if you wasn't there during the grind and the grit and the struggle, like, nah, nah, no. What, nope. what if they, what if they come to you? Yo, let me, uh, let me hold a 10 pack right quick. Let me, let me, let me, let me hold 10. For what? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to just give you like, nah, but if you have like a business idea or something that could generate us both some, some revenue out of it, like, you know, we could talk about it on a business level, but to just flat out give you, you know, 10 racks because I have it. Mm, nah. And you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Mm, nah. I always thought it was interesting, um, for players like, uh, LeBron, I'm going to use Dwayne Wade, like people that 
are superstars. Uh, Wade bought his mom a church when he mm-hmm. came into his money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Um, Bron saying like, uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm like, I'm sure she had stuff before that. She wanted a house built. I mean, I get it. His mom. Yeah, she was living in Miami. When he went back to Cleveland, she was like, "Well, I ain't going with you." Like, <laughs> like she wasn't feeling Dan Gilbert now. Whole thing. She was like, well, "I'm staying here. Like, I'm. You can go back. You can do what you do. I'm not leaving Miami." So she was in Miami. So where this house is, I don't know if he, if she's out there in California with them or if she went back to Cleveland. I don't see why she would, but but she's. I'm sure she's been, you know, living a in the lap of luxury for a long time. I always said. Um... And I'm not trying to make this Debbie Downer. I always said I was going to try to get my mom's a Phantom. Because she she liked Jaguars, but she had a Jaguar. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get you a Phantom. Yeah, I like think I still, still I think... may get a Phantom just because. Because I obviously can't give it to my mom. But I think I might get one just because and be like, make the license plate her name or something. Cue up the song. Oh, my fault. Hold on. Hold on, I got you. I got you. My bad. I was trying to make it happy. I wasn't trying to be. I said I wasn't. But yeah, that's that that that's a really that's a really nice thing. But yeah, I was when they had that conversation. I was thinking like. It must be tough for celebrities. Like um, we spoke about Whitney Houston last week getting a hundred mil contract, mm-hmm. and her pops was like, "Yo, so uh, now that you got it, I need to come after that because I help hone your skills and all." Like, it's crazy to think. Um, it's crazy for people to feel like you owe them. Yeah. For whatever part they played in your yeah. life, and the Whitney that that story is even crazier because he was working for her, managing her, and she was a daddy's girl, so you was gonna get regardless. Yeah. So like that whole lawsuit was completely unnecessary. You was you was gonna have it. You were right there. You were right there. And like there's um. I know, like, well, David West, um, I know, like, he tried to get, like, when you try to do stuff for your parents and they don't necessarily want it, mm-hmm. it's different than people just asking, like, he wanted to get, I think it was a, a, a truck, one of his pops a truck, his pops didn't want, he didn't want, like, no big, luxurious truck, he was like, nah, just give me this and I'm cool. Same with, um... Anthony, uh, Anthony uh, Davis said his parents come to the game and they watch the games like mm-hmm. people like that it's like alright nah like you gave birth to me <laughs> you got me to this point like I'm in the league right now, I'm gonna do game. right yeah. yeah I just thought that whole conversation was interesting but did you listen to 2 Chains' whole album yes I did did I you, like it. Did you listen to Solange's album? I did not. You did not miss anything. Oh, that's what I've been 
seeing, hearing. So I've been very reluctant. <clears throat> Downloaded it first thing Friday morning, and then I was seeing some very shaky reviews. I'm like, do I really want to go there with Solange? So I've been avoiding it. Um, eventually, I will get to it. But I did go through two chains a couple of times. I went through Offset a couple of times. Surprisingly enjoyed Offset's album. I haven't listened to Offset's album, but I have listened to Two Chains album. Um, I don't want to say nonstop, but I keep going back to it. And um, like, there's a certain songs you can hear where he was trying to be a little more. Uh, I guess that's the thing now with um, Offset saying that rappers are trying to, you know, they're trying to do more of the content. content. Yeah. Um, I listened to Two Chains album. There's probably one or two songs that I don't like. But overall, I, I vibe yeah, with it. Yeah, it's, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a solid project. Um, certain songs, like, uh, I would love to know, I would love to talk to everybody on Statue of Limitations and see if they were cool with him pretty much saying <laughs> that he's, he sold to them. Back yeah. Then. So he sold to his mom. Nigga said he was selling to almost everybody out there. Sold to his mom. But yeah, Chain's album is a go. His uh, he said something on that that Sam track, the very end, where I was like, "See, this is what." When he said he told Puff he had to play two million in taxes, and Puff told him he had to pay a hundred. Mhm. Nigga, and then gave him one hundred five just because. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. I heard that and I was like, yo, I got I I have I have to get better. Yeah. This nigga's paying a hundred million in taxes. And I don't know how many years ago that was, because two Jane said when he first started getting money. So I can how only imagine money you gotta make. Amazon didn't even pay taxes. Let's see. They had a refund. Let's see. Let's see. My nigga Jeff, like he needs more money. Like right. Jeff needs more money. Jeff right. is out here getting tax returns, refund check. What's <laughs> well, free? Jay Jay said he was practically living tax free, so I don't know, like the serious implications of what that means. All I can tell you is his accountant is doing something something ridiculous. Yeah, I just hope he's not the next, you know, black man down. Smooth. You've been on your transition. I said you was the what? Yes, your, your transition game has been on point past couple weeks. I ain't even gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. Thank you. Uh, Finding Neverland. If you guys are looking for a deep dive on Finding Neverland, let me tell you now, you're not gonna get it. Uh, that first. <laughs> first clip we played in the beginning um, <clears throat> was MJ pretty much saying what I've been thinking about uh, entertainers, and that is black entertainers, rather. The moment they get to a certain point, why does it seem like things start to not crumble, not cases brought up, but prominent black figures um, and this may take people some time to want to 
sit and listen to or give an air to, but think think about it. Your Bill Cosby's, uh, your Whitney Houston's, your Sam Cooks, your Prince's, your the list goes on and on. Mike, um, even I'm gonna say even R. Kelly. Hey, Robert. Robert. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Because this right here <laughs> and the memes that follow because of this stupid nigga, hold on. This right here. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. Bravo. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. Y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Robert. Stop it. Y'all quit playing. She said, Robert? Robert? Yeah, she was sitting there so unbothered. I got a, I got a theory about that, too, but I'm going to... Mike... Mike was saying in that, that clip in the beginning that, like, the moment he um got in the Guinness Book of Records for having the highest selling record, where he passed the Beatles, where he passed Elvis Presley... Is when they started saying that he was a homosexual, that he was uh, a pedophile, that he was touching kids. Like, and I was, I was, I listened to that and I'm like, fam, this is crazy that went like, cause he had, he owned all of Sony's publishing. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. He was a, influential is not even the word you want to use. Powerful is not even a word that comes close. But you can, I don't know if you guys can tell, but the man was in a position where not too many of us have ever got to. Yeah, for sure. Um, I said originally that I wasn't going to watch that documentary because I didn't want to see I'm not watching it. a story that was one-sided. Um, I watched it against my better judgment, my better judgment. Um, but yeah, it's the same sentiment. It's like, okay, well, he's dead and you the only two. All right. So my thing is if the feds for 10 years were looking into him and couldn't find anything, yeah. why all of a sudden now it's, you know what I can't get behind? I do, um, empathize with all the victims um, who have been through situations that are um, you want, you might say frightening and uh, torturous. Mm-hmm. Um, something has to. Somebody's got to start looking at it and saying, "Okay, well, why now? Why are we doing this now?" Um, I'm not defending Robert Kelly at all. See, I don't, I don't even want it to come out like that. But you have to question, okay, the document, documentary came out. All these people are speaking out. Why now? Is it because the money dried up? Is it because you can't blackmail him anymore? This is where my mind goes. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that he didn't do what he did. I'm not saying that at all. That's not what this conversation is. If you guys are listening and you're, you're slow... You're slow to grasp and understanding. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is 
it's not strange to anybody that the man can't pay a hundred thousand dollar bill to get out of jail, which is which is something in itself. It's freaking hilarious to me. But go ahead. He can't pay to get out of jail, which means all those cases that he settled out of court, that money dried up. He said people were stealing from him. He's never even been to a bank by himself. I believe that. I don't he went to the bank for the first time like three, three, four weeks ago. He went to Bank of America by himself. He had no idea what he was doing, what to do. Because a nigga can't read. <laughs> he don't know. Stupid, because he can't even think. He can't even like formulate an idea of maybe I should go to the bank and watch my accounts because there's a lot of people around me that has a lot of access. Like, I don't know. I don't know why people don't think of something as simple as that. Because you know what it is? When you are around people, like, um, if you're a personal assistant to somebody uh, for a long time, Tawana Burrell, uh, shout out, T. Um, she used to be, <laughs> she used to be Doug Morris, Doug Morris's um, executive assistant. Yeah. So that means she had access to everything. If it was booking his flights, if it was buying his um his family Christmas gifts, if it was like she had access to that stuff. And sometimes, I'm not saying her, but when you're an executive assistant to somebody, you better believe you have their card info yeah, on file so yeah. you can do whatever you need to do for them. It's very easy for somebody in that position to not pay attention to the fact that, okay, well... So and so, but that get that should be more of an alert to say, okay, well, no, I have to watch this carefully because I have X amount of many people working for me doing this, that, and the third. Right. Now, if you got, let's say you got more than one executive assistant, you're just gonna be like, oh, well, my card's out floating around here. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Or at least get somebody you trust and be like, yo, you know, look out for this, monitor my bank accounts or whatever, monitor expenses, travel expenses, whatever, whatever, like somebody you trust with your own life to oversee your finances, to oversee the financial like transactions of the all the people who have access to your cards and your bank account. Like that I I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just like, you know, hindsight and you know, just hearing all the stories over the years. But it's like, yo. But R. Kelly, he can't even read, so it's like, what do you expect from a nigga that can't read and piss on 15-year-olds? Come on. <laughs> I mean, like... But, no, my... Uh, my 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 thing, thinking back, was well, why is it that these um, these black entertainers seems like there's an attack on these black entertainers as of recently? Um... If they did the act, they should be held accountable. Period. What I've looked at, or what what I've looked at, what I've noticed from that finding Neverland thing, is that these parents need to be shot or hung at noon in uh, Times Square, like because essentially you're pimping your kids out. Mm-hmm. Point blank. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh well no um get 
one of R. Kelly's stupid girlfriends gonna talk about some, yeah, my parents told me to lie about my age and all this yeah. stuff. Get close yeah. to it's like fam. Yeah. One of the guys from that documentary, his um his mom was a stagehand for Mike. It's like mm-hmm. all right, I I know what time it is already. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's sick. Like niggas are sick. But as a grown man, like, and same thing that R. Kelly's doing, these two guys, like, you're trying to get sympathy. Because that's essentially what it is. You're, you're trying to buy sympathy. Right. If you think for one second that, that R. Kelly, them, them tears weren't um, coached before he sat down. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But, nigga... He couldn't pay his bill. His PR team, is, Rob, Robert, hey, you, hey, you need to get them to feel sorry for you. I saw somebody. Uh, I think it was Na- Naeem. Um, one of Kevin Hart's Plastic Cup Boys was like, "Yo, he should have just made CBS pay for, like, charge him for the interview and charge him 100k for the interview, because everybody was watching it." He was like, he ain't never watched CBS that morning show. I've never even watched it. <laughs> like, I didn't even know CBS had a morning show, to be honest. I thought it was just like today and Good Morning America. But, you know, like, he should have charged them niggas. Like, somebody, some stupid lady used her wrongful death suit for her daughter, used that money to bail him out. And then he goes back to court for unpaid child support, and they put the nigga right back in jail. <laughs> like, how stupid are you? You just blew 100K. <laughs> oh, no. And, and that's why it's stupid that she even uh, bailed the nigga out. But, nah, sis, sis, they're going after him. They... Yeah, like, right back in jail for, for child support. Like you got another hundred K lying around and you can give to his kids. I don't I don't understand the R. Kelly capers. The crazy thing is is when they're in your cross when you are in their crosshairs, nothing is gonna stop them from coming after you. Um I mentioned the Sam Cook thing. The the two killings of Sam Cook, it talked about how um Sam was becoming, for his time, a very powerful entertainer. He mm-hmm. was with Ali. He was um, with um, Malcolm X. He was having all these conversations. Um, he was in all these arenas making all this money, and he wanted to start his own record company. White people. His, his accountant that he thought he was going in business with as partners had set the company up so that Sam was an employee. He wasn't even the owner of the company. He was an employee. Sam was pretty much working for this guy is how he set the paperwork up. Um, long story short about Sam Cook, uh, I don't know how, but uh, some stupid story about him meeting this girl they go back to a hotel and yeah, that story is just bogus, bro. See, but you see what I'm saying? When when you get to a certain point, like 
they know how to cover their tracks. Like mm-hmm. that whole that that Sam Cook thing was like, my nigga, really? Yeah, that was it was a weird scenario. It was it like a maid or something? One of the the hotel housekeepers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, what? Yeah, that's what they wanted us to believe is that he got shot because he tried to uh, attack some attack lady. That yeah, it was like it was that wasn't even plausible, bro. Um, you can say the industry. A lot of people say the industry killed Mike and Whitney. I'm not gonna get into that conspiracy pool, but it's it's just very interesting to me that uh, when you get to a certain point as a African American entertainer or someone of power, which is I'm surprised, and I'm knocking on all the wood. I'm surprised that. And maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Maybe there's no. They tried it with Jay Z and Beyonce with the whole elevator thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was supposed to be the you know. Oh. Yep. Not not these two. Yeah, Jay's doing a lot out here on the you know political side with criminal justice reform. Um. So I am very surprised. Nipsey, Nipsey's making a lot of noise. Uh, Savage, they already after Meek, of course. The Savage is doing some good things in Atlanta. Um, but like this financial literacy program he has for teenagers. Um, so yeah, it's it's a few people out here now that I'm, you know, keeping my eye on Jay-Z being the number one. Yo, let me tell y'all something right now. I don't put my bias aside when it comes to Jay-Z. I'm telling you niggas right now, if something happens to Sean Corey Carter. Yeah. Bruh. Bruh. It wasn't suicide. It wasn't Beyonce getting mad at him. If something happens... To Sean Corey Carter, just know. Yeah. It's so, like, we're living in really screwed up times, yo. You know what it is? We've never been, black people have never been in this position where so many of us can have power at one time. That's the problem. Hmm. It's always been, like, one or two of us. But... There's a there's a, the the crop of African Americans who can have power is getting drastically bigger. Before it was Oprah, yeah. Oprah and Bill. They may have been the only two at the time. Yeah, well, Bill's done. But that 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 goes to my point. Yeah. Yeah. I think social media helped propel that as well. Like, you know, um, people having access to them and them being more visual and, you know, platforms reaching vast majorities opposed to like just niches. Um, But yeah, you're right. You're right. 
There's a lot of influential black people at the top. Social media has turned everybody into a reporter now. That's what the thing is. Mm-hmm. And what happens on social media is because it's so easy to play on people's emotions. You can say something because everybody wants to be a victim these days. Mm-hmm. You can say something that makes someone say, oh, hey, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. We, sh- we should get him out of here. Mm-hmm. And it starts to grow. It's like the, the avalanche effect. Where are you on the cancel culture movement? I think it's stupid that you're holding... <laughs> no, <Nah>, I'm just... <laughs> I think it's completely stupid that you're using someone's past against them to cancel their whole body of work. Um, I said you should be held accountable for what you've done. Who is it? Lupe, I think it was. Hold on one second. Let me pull up this tweet from Lupe. So are you more so on the side of... Maybe just like uh, politically incorrect people versus uh, alleged criminals like R. Kelly versus like a Kevin Hart who maybe said some insensitive things. I, I think R. Kelly the, really did some effed up things. I think the crazy part and the politically incorrect is that there's no political correctness these days with each with like with so many groups coming forward and being offended by anything again mm-hmm. going back to the shop conversation they were saying yeah it's gonna be tough for comedians because y'all can't do y'all can't say nothing without offending yeah. anybody um i think that is different from i think that is different from somebody who's done something uh, so there should be like levels to the cancel culture. I don't think it should be a cancel culture per se. I think, okay, if Melissa is saying uh, I'm not buying, I'm not supporting this person because he did X, Y, and Z, that's fine. That's fine. If I'm saying I'm not, I'm not supporting him, or I am supporting him, which I am not. I'm just speaking in general. Um. That should be fine, too. And this is what Lupe said, and it it ties into the same thing. Every hero has a flaw. Every hero has their time in the sun. We've applauded the films of rapists, danced to the music of drug dealers and drug addicts, possibly one and the same. We've marched under the leadership of adulterers, designed our lives around the wisdom of racists, had the word of God spoken to us by pedophiles, fed ourselves with food that kills us, Lied to people we love to keep them loving us. Dressed up like sluts. Let television and iPads raise our children and our adults. Believe people we don't know. Pretty much he goes on to talk about um, Michael and things that Michael did. Um, But the thing he says here is like he, he says lesson one. Stop giving your kids to widows in hopes that in hopes that they will become stars by association. Lesson, and he keeps he keeps labeling them lesson one. Stop coming to L.A. willing to do anything and everything to get on. Stop using your body like it's a credit card. Um, what else do we say? 
Victims aren't born. Victims are made. I ain't really here to, like, Lupe could, you know, <laughs> go suck a dick. Like, a lot of that sounds like, uh, it sounds like a bit of a reach. Like, you don't want to equate putting a, a tablet in your kid's hand to, like, you know, being a victim of sexual assault. Like, I don't see the correlation there. Maybe I'm naive. No, he he went on. He he was he he was talking about Mike because that's what the whole post was about, and he was saying that like you know. Um, yeah, but I, I I get it. I get the premise of it that that we are all flawed and we can't expect you know our heroes to be you know perfect and without without blemish. Like we're all humans. There's some level of you know immaturity and imperfection in all of us, and of course that's going to be magnified to like iconic people, superstars, musical geniuses, athletes, you know what I mean? Like, of course we're going to, but to like correlate it with, you know, eating junk food and your kids watching YouTube and, you know, then he wants to objectify to what women are doing, what they're wearing, how they conduct themselves, what they do with their bodies. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he he was going off the deep end, and his, yeah, and he always does to me. Like, you you trying to be deep, you being fake deep. Like, just say, you know what I mean? Like, I he he annoys me. Bottom line, <laughs> maybe it was something in those tweets. I don't know, but like that nigga annoys me. So, thank you, Lupe. You know, we get it. Yeah, but the 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 thing is essentially. Um, in terms of the, the cancel culture, um, these people are, these people, just like we, aren't perfect. Celebrities aren't perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And the moment, the reason why I'm saying, like, there should, no be, there should be no cancel culture, that's because, let's just say, it, it, you never did this, but let's just say, let me think of an example that's not too crazy. You know what? No, I'm gonna use a crazy example. Remember the Tyler Perry movie where Michael Ealy threw the kids out the window? Mm-hmm. Let's just say that was a past that you had because you were on drugs and mm-hmm. you know your mind wasn't straight. You rise up to uh, Oprah Winfrey status after the fact. You got your life together, and people dig up the fact that oh, well, you are a drug dealer and this, that, and the third. It's like. But bro, don't don't put me to the fire for my past. I already did that myself. I, right. I've already beat myself up more than you can ever know. So you're more so on the side of redemption and you know coming out on the other side. Not for everybody. Not for like what criminal offenders like sexual assault, murder, things like that. And I'm going to use R. Kelly. There's no coming back from the fact that you um, assaulted these underage girls. There's no, there's no coming back from that. You okay. can't get over that. Yeah. For, for Gucci, although it seems like it died down, there's no that coming from the fact bad. that you, um, you, you 
use something that was meant to make fun of black people as a market employer. Like for me, there's, like there's no coming back from that. There's no, oh, well, no, forgive them. Like if this comes up years down the line to bite Gucci in the ass again, there's no coming back from that. I'm not saying like, and that's why I feel like, because what my issue is with cancel culture is that you got people who are just trying now to damage people for like yeah there are people just looking like there's a group of people that are searching for old tweets when you were young and dumb or whatever have you to be like oh get this person out of here or uh, say you had a case that was dismissed oh but remember he did this like it in the Joe Budden instance, oh, well, he beat women. Those cases were all not even thrown out, but he was found not guilty in all of those cases. Not saying that if he beats women, he should be like, no. If that were the case, yeah, take his behind the jail and let him rot there. Let me ask you this. This might be a little bit off topic. When, uh, when um, a person appears in court, has a court case, and the cases there, the cases dismissed, or you know, it's acquitted, or whatever. Do you think that person is innocent? No. Because I see a lot of people with this R. Kelly thing, like, oh, he beat those cases already. Like, why they, why is this coming back up with you know other people when he? I'm like, yo, yeah, know OJ murdered that woman. <laughs> And, and Ron Goldman, I like... I was getting ready to say, OJ killed them people. Like, he killed them niggas. <laughs> just because a, a case is acquitted does not mean that that person is innocent. That just means they had a shitty attorney. Point blank, period. Like, I, I just wanted to ask that, because I see a lot of that on, on my timeline. Like, R. Kelly beat these cases already. So, like, what is this? I'm waiting for new evidence and another court case. Like, that could be acquitted as well, but that doesn't mean, like, the niggas... Like, it was on camera. He pissed on that little girl. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm not that stupid to be like, oh, well, it was acquitted. It didn't happen. No, nigga, yeah, like, it probably did happen. You just had some good lawyers. How is that your logic? <laughs> how is that your logic? He beat this... Before, like, he's innocent because he beat the... Like, he said that to Gail, though, in that interview. Yeah. And they don't look guilty in the interview. Like, why y'all do this to me now? Like, why now? Like, don't matter, Kel. You got to pay for your sins. Sorry. Uh, Gail deserves a standing ovation for her keeping her composure <laughs> and being Over like, nigga, nigga, nigga. I got, I got beef. No, I'm not even going. Yeah, I got beef with Harpo, man. She can't be like, oh, Michael's canceled because of this documentary of these two niggas. Oprah, come on. Did she say that? What? I, 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 I'm afraid to dive into this whole Neverland thing. I have the recording of, I recorded it rather, the interview that she did with the, with the dudes. I, I I can't even bring myself to watch that because I don't. Piers Morgan did an interview with Mike, and Mike said it himself. Um, and this is not me being like, oh well, because he said it, that means he didn't do it. Uh, maybe there was something there with him and kids. Period, because he was always around them. I'm not gonna go any more into that. But 
the nigga was saying he would never hurt kids because like he was a he was a grown man trapped in a little he was a grown man but there was a little boy that was still trapped inside because of everything that happened to him with his pops yeah um there's no other reason why a grown man has an amusement park in his backyard Right. Or hanging out with Macaulay Culkin, but anyway, he was saying uh, Corey Feldman. He made he made you know he was going on a little Twitter rant about it. That's who I was going to next. Yeah, he was saying like he made a lot of good points. He made a lot of good points that pedophiles tend to be serial pedophiles, and if they touch one, then they are pretty much touching everybody that's around them. Yeah, so you're telling me he had control that he can, right. he only touched these only touched these YouTube, people like out of all the kids that he that was around, all the hundreds of kids that came through Neverland, he was only like in YouTube. So that that gave me like I never looked at it like that. Like if you're a pedophile, you're usually touching most of the kids that that's coming around you, and that was a perspective that I had never thought about before. Um, and it gave me, it gave me reason to pause. I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to watch that joint. And, and reason why I said I wasn't going to watch it, um, was because it's, it's one sided. Yeah. That's the part. Like if it was something where you had people, um, that supported Mike and not just these people that were trying to defame his character, it it would have been more. Okay, what the heck? Like, but if your if your only side of the documentary is a negative side, yeah. How do you expect to take the validity of it? Not to say that whatever happened to you guys did not happen, but how do you expect me to take the validity of it when it's only your story? Right, right. And a man's not here to defend himself. That's the most important part. That's the craziest part. Like, that nigga dead and gone. But it, it's it's the entertainment industry, and people are popular. But another thing about the entertainment industry is uh, your man and these uh, Sunday services. But I'm not so much talking about the Sunday services, but his contract. Did you hear about Kanye's contract? I saw it briefly, but I didn't read much into it. I saw something like he basically can't retire. Sam, I'm going to read the headline of this article. Rapper who once said slavery is a choice chose to sign oppressive contract and is now seeking freedom. Yeah, he's about to come full circle. He's about His, to come. He's about to come back to the black side. This is this is, and Kanye signed this. This was a contract. This this is not something that they pulled up to be like, oh no, our lawyers. No, this is a part of the contract that he signed. You, Mister West, hereby represent and warrant that to EMI that you will, throughout the term as extended by this modification. Remain actively involved in writing, recording, and producing compositions and major label albums as your principal occupation. 
At no time during the term will you seek to retire as a songwriter, recording artist, or producer, or take any extended hiatus during which you are not actively pursuing your musical career in the same basic manner as you have pursued such career to date. That sounds like that nigga can't retire. Yeah. That sounds like slavery. <laughs> like, you're going to write us a song, or you're going to produce something, or you're going to compose something, or and you can't take a break. <laughs> like, that, that sounds like slavery. It's a conversation that needs to be had that goes a little deeper in uh, musicians and them young and dumb. Um, you're yeah. taking a kid from inner city and you're saying, yo, I'm giving you 500000 to just live and pursue your dreams. People are smarter these days, I would hope. But you see with De La Soul, like, niggas yeah. are signing contracts that they not really aware of what they're signing. Yeah. Well, their contract, they were, the De La Soul's issue was uh, Tommy Boy was the only record label that was going to give them creative control. Like, every, like, my question is, like, what are you, are you willing to give up creative control for, like, a 50-50 split of the pie, or are you going to go somewhere that says you can make whatever kind of music you want, but you're only going to get 10% of that? I feel like creative control is the most important part. Um, I feel like creative control is the most important part. Um, if you're telling me we can split on a creative control, fine. Because I can come up with new stuff. But you can't. You're not going to own. Like, okay, let's say... That's basically what's happening. They own... I'll give you creative control, but it's mine. Like, that's pretty much what happened to them. Right. And that's not necessarily creative... <laughs> that's not creative control. That's... you. That's, not, push- that's what I'm saying. Like, that's... You're stealing. That, like, that's, that's robbery. So, like, would you rather, you know, sit in your element, creating coming up with things, grinding, getting a vibe, and you come out with something fire, and you present it to the world, and you're only seeing uh, 10% revenue from it. Um, Remy said, brought up a good point. No artist is writing stuff saying, oh, this is going to be fire. This is going to be worth $10 million. You're just creating to create. Like, Yeah, that's very true. You just, you that's very true, but when somebody... But when somebody puts a piece of paper in front of you that say we'll take ninety percent of anything that you, of any music that you put out. Well, one that's crazy that they would even agree to ninety percent of 90, like ten. Like we'll take ninety, you get ten. What? Which I think that's why the fight for masters has become such an important conversation now. People getting their masters because it's like. No, fam, I own, like, you didn't do anything but give me the budget to help get producers. I wrote this stuff. How long do you think record labels last? Record labels always going to be around. 
because as long as they own people's masses, and this was a conversation that Jordan was having on a podcast a while back, as long as they have the masses, they can keep putting out old music and greatest hits and still eating like we said with Whitney. They'll you die tomorrow and they'll take your stuff. Yeah, so I was saying that I don't think releasing greatest hits and you know remastering and remaking old joints from like Whitney and people like that. I don't think that's is that much money in that anymore with the amount of content and the amount of artists that we have in the music industry today. Like there's so much music out. There's so much music like every week. There's mad albums coming out. It's so much to freaking even digest that niggas ain't even checking for no remastered, you know, off the wall. Yeah, they don't have to check for remastered off the wall. But the thing, part of that uh, conversation is that they're, they owe record labels a certain amount of um, albums anyway. Yeah. So yeah. you may not want the remastered, but if I got you on a contract for seven albums and you only have two out, you don't got the money to buy out of your contract. I saw um, Steve Stout on The Breakfast Club with a, a young artist who turned down a $3 million record deal to um, sign with his distribution company instead. And he's only 16 years old. So that was like basically what I was asking you, like how long do you think these record labels like? When you have like a 16-year-old boy from the South, I believe he's from the South, like a 16-year-old Southern do from the mud, turning down $3 million from a record label. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I, I think um, I I would love to see the artists always win. Yeah, for sure. And come out ahead because I do think um, if, if they got together and like a I heard people have been saying, uh, formed a union and say, oh, let's go on strike. I think right. Joe, Joe be championing, championing for artists to go on strike because the pro, the power lies with the artists. If we don't create, you don't have nothing. The power always lies with the worker. Yeah. But people don't see that. People don't understand that. People don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get that at all. But, like, with the whole MTA thing, like, they're trying to go up on the MTA fairs again. But, like, if everybody just is like, yo, we're not riding MTA for $3 one way, like, niggas would get the, like, people would get the point. Yo, we're not coming to work because MTA is charging us $3. And I, all right, then the corporations is hollering at MTA, like, yo, y'all need to lower your costs because our workers ain't coming in because this is $3. Sam, if it costs me $3 to ride one way and I can fill my tank for what? To something now. If I'm fortunate to have a car, why would I pay for a metro car when I can? Because that monthly cost would be through the roof. If I'm paying a hundred dollars to ride the metro train, that monthly joint is like a buck forty or something like that. It's some crazy, like crazy amount. Yeah, people, you're right. People don't realize that they are the ones with the power. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking, well, not necessarily speaking of power, but a conversation I wanted to have with you in terms of leadership is would you rather be liked or respected as a leader? Um, I don't know, because if they like me, they'll respect me. You would think that that's supposed that's how that goes. Yeah, but I don't know. I would I would I would say respect it. Um, I'm gonna go respect it. I don't disagree with you uh, in the respect. Um, I had this conversation with a coworker and they were saying, no, I want to be liked because if they like me, similar to what you were saying, if they like me, they're going to respect me. Not necessarily the truth. Um, no, they don't have to respect you, but they might be more inclined to respect you. Or are they more inclined to be like, oh, this is my, this is, we, we buddy buddy. This is my home piece. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have that too. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I'll get, to, I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, you know, let's chat it up. Let's go to lunch, you know, and get to it whenever we get to it. My only problem with, um, I think you need a mix of both. But my only problem mm -hmm. is, uh, my only problem with being liked, if that's the option you're choosing, being liked, um, what happens in the event that we ain't rocking no more? Now, am I not listening to you now? Like, let's say right. we get into a little tiff and I I ain't really feeling you. It's like, well, nigga, whatever. If I'm only going off me liking you. Yeah. Versus if, if I respect you, I don't have to like you at all. You can get under my skin, but if I respect you... I'm a one. I'm. I'm going to want to make sure that you, not you, do well, but that the that the relationship isn't really like. I know what I'm saying, but it's not coming out. That it's it, there's a mutual understanding that you know. I work for you, and we're respectable. We're cordial. It doesn't have to go beyond the professional relationship. We have a we have an understanding. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. It, like in a performance based thing, if you're my manager and let's say it's a sales thing, you're my manager and I respect you enough to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to hit sales goals. That makes you look good. But at the end of the day, you're respecting the work that I do. You may not like me as a person. I may not stand you as a person. But you have to respect right. the work that I do. And because I respect right. you enough to do that work, that's where, yeah, that mutual respect comes in where it's like, yeah, I may hate your guts, but at the end of the day, I want to see us win. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, that, that's that's that was just the one thing I wanted to throw out there today was the like versus respect. I would like to see or hear how um, other people feel about that. Um, I would tell y'all to say it in the comments, but you niggas be on some other stuff. 
but it's worth it's worth the conversation to uh, drop it in the comments. It's worth the conversation. Worth the yeah. conversation. Um, do you have any shows before we skedaddle? Uh, yeah. For the people returns tonight on ABC. Um, a show about some young, uh, up and coming lawyers on the corporate side and on the, the government side. Um, so that's a good show. And your idol, your man, you know, Willard Smith. Bucket list on Facebook Watch. Really exciting. Really exciting. Twenty two minutes. I saw of entertainment. I saw somebody, um, Andrew Schultz said in regards to the whole Jordan Woods thing, what if this uh that interview Jada did was the Smiths trying to take the power from the Kardashians in terms of being the most dominant uh, family, because power is power is taken, is not given, is what he said. What if that was a play, a power play, to take the power from the Kardashians? Well, they're gonna have to do a lot of work because Kylie is now the youngest billionaire in America. Um... He was saying it from the sense of. You got on one side of the pendulum, it's why are you even famous? And on the other side, oh my God, yeah. it's the Smiths. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, the Jenna girls have actually done work to be famous and rich. The Kardashian side is the questionable side because you have the Kim, the sex tape thing. That was her claim to fame going through all these industry guys, going through all these athletes. And, you know, then she lands on Kanye and that's... And you have Courtney, who's really known for nothing, but, you know, <laughs> being Scott's, like, doormat for, like, the last 12, 15 years until she was just, like, no more. And then you have Chloe, who's, you know, only been famous for being with Lamar and people calling her the reason that he started smoking crack and stuff. So it's like they're really like, what are you famous like? Like you said, what are you famous for? And they ain't really famous for anything, but they became famous and they capitalized off of it. Courtney, I don't think I don't know what Courtney does. I think she has like an interior design company. Something. Um, it's actually not stupid though. I thought about doing that for a while. Get to um, it. Yeah, and then you have Chloe, who does like she started with this whole fitness movement, and now she has like a fitness clothing line. Um, good American or something, and then Kim has all of her makeup stuff. But the Jenna girls, they actually came from nothing, quote unquote. You know, compared to their the their half sisters, the Kardashians. Kendall said she wanted to be a model. I remember watching when she was like 15, 16, and she was being like they went to the modeling agency and she was afraid to go in. Now she's like an international world renowned high-end fashion model. So she's actually done the work. You could say that, you know, her name got her to certain designers. But she... Um, so, you know, she's worked her way up. And then Kylie, with the whole makeup thing, got her lips filled. People got attracted to her face and her body. 
and you know, makeup thing. It was a gold mine for her. So the Jenners have actually really done some work. The Kardashians, not so much. Um, the Smiths will have a lot of work to do. <laughs> to do like that whole rent was just to say the Smiths will have a whole lot of work to do because they are very, very fortunate on the Kris Jenner Kardashian side. Um, not that Will Smith is broke. But you're talking about a 21-year-old that has a billion dollars in her bank account right now. Um, and on the flip side to that, because we can argue. On the flip that. side, you have the Smiths. You know, Jaden is out there in Flint. That's what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> so. Building filtered water systems. Like, that's huge because the government won't even do that. Like, Flint has had nasty water for how, how many years now? This is what I'm saying. So it takes that. I think he's 21 as well. Like, he's he's like Kylie's age. So, you know, he's doing big things. Um, of course, Will. Power move. Jada, same thing. Willow, God bless her heart. Um, but, yeah, that would be an interesting duel. That would be an interesting duel. It's it's uh, interesting to watch play out, but um, if anybody can take it from them, not named, uh, what how Charlemagne calls it, knows Winfrey Smith knows Carter. Yeah, something like that. Carter knows something stupid. <laughs> if anybody, if if anybody, um, and if you think for one second, Beyonce and Jay don't have a plan to make Blue a billionaire before, uh, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't have a show. I have a movie. Um, I don't know if you guys are big on Denzel, the action star, but Equalizer is actually a, a decent movie. Equalizer is a really good movie. I love Denzel. So, The Good Fight uh, Will Smith's bucket list and the equalizer. Get your excuses ready for Monday. Remember, you have the power. So if you don't go to work, remember them niggas can't get nothing done without you nowhere. Don't listen to us because you get fired. And you can't blame us and hold us accountable. But get your excuses ready to call out. Uh, that's all I have. You've done well. Wow. Oh, uh-huh. so